0: Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future.
1: Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. Uh, how much do you love the alphabet? I'm a big alphabet fan. We're <laughs> good because <like>, if, <laughs> if, if if we're talking about boom chicka boom boom, uh, or actually, what is it? It's, it's chicka chicka boom boom. I feel like by by the end, it's just all kind of rattling around in my skull. Chicka chicka boom boom. Sure, um, it works both ways. That's right. Well, that's the thing. It, 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 this book, it just backwards and forwards. Um, you have to you have to love the alphabet. Uh, because otherwise you end up kind of hating it by by, by the time you've made it through the end of the book. Um, I don't really know that. Were you familiar with this book before? Like we, like, had you come, had you read this before? Was this on your radar at all?
0: Until recently. I feel like the, the name Chicka Chicka Boom Boom was on my radar, but we definitely did not have this book until we visited you guys a couple of years ago and it was in, it was in our guest suite uh, strategically <laughs> it's just, just laid the out, yeah. Really oh. Globbed onto it. Uh, but well, no, I, like, I certainly didn't grow up with it or we didn't have it for a Yeah, I feel kid. like
1: it's, it's a successful book, but not maybe like universal in the way that maybe right. even Bill Martin's uh, Brown Bear, Brown Bear is. Um yep. So, I mean- It's not really. uh, I mean, if there's about as much plot as there is in just like the ABC song, you know. (laughs) But but essentially, the setup is um, there's a bunch of anthropomorphic letters, and uh, they're lowercase and uppercase. And the lowercase letters are the children, and the uppercase letters are the the, the parents, the adults, and some uh, some of the letters dare some of the other letters to race to the top of this coconut tree. And then when they get there, um, like they they overburden the coconut tree and it springs back and they all fall out. And anyway, so that's that. And then a bunch of them get hurt. And then their uh, parents collect them. And uh, but then a few of them sneak out. And then then it's presumably that the, the scenario repeats itself. Is that does Does that sound right to you in terms that's of
0: excellent summary? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, really, and a lot of it is just. Uh, like the wordplay and like I before this, you you kind of forget how many, of how many in, in the English, English language, how many of the letters rhyme. Like, so one yes. stands would be a told B and B told C I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. And so like that, that's, that's just kind of how the whole thing goes. <laughs> stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Like we said, D to E F G I'll beat you to the top of the coconut tree. And then again, the drawings are very, like it's very stylized but it's very simple and yeah. the, the letters are
0: really big um kind of kind of Eric Carly in that yeah. sense right like very bright and bold but um very colorful yeah very colorful paired way um, so there's not a lot to distract there, a lot about. of white
1: space and then these like you know sort of uh uh graphic elements it's not even so much illustrations as it are like like you can arrange this you could you could imagine you know all these as like cutouts like arranged you know kind of on a on a on a piece of paper and then moved around for sort of optimal I don't know alphabet
0: showcasing. <laughs> so. Yeah, and let, I mean, I'll, I'll let you kind of get into some of the the cleverness with the wordplay, but let's talk about the visual style first cuz I this is the thing that really for whatever reason kind of grabbed onto me first is the the color palette of this is really how would you describe the color palette of this book? I
1: don't know, I was trying to think about that. Like it's it seems uh like it's sort of the thing maybe maybe cuz we're we're doing this in the holiday season it feels like if you were going to send someone a christmas card from like your island vacation <laughs> and then you got to pick like some kind of like template for the christmas card and it's like here we are like ringing in you know ringing in 2021 uh you know f- from you know the bahamas or something this is like what you, this is what you would use. Is yeah. that?
0: Uh, yeah. I, that it's definitely got kind of that like Island kind of tropical. Well, it's a color. coconut tree. So that, that, ma- that makes <laughs> sense.
1: Yeah, this is the, is the, the coconut tree is the, is the only, is the only setting. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's gonna, it's gonna lean
0: tropical, tropical. <laughs> but it's also got kind of, and this is probably, I think it came out in yeah, yeah, 89. Yeah. Right. Um, it's got kind of a like Save by the Bell nineties yeah. uh, color palette too, like these kind of bold uh, pinks and sort of teals, and um, so yeah. But it, that that was maybe it's kind of nostalgia that it brings me back to those, um, <laughs> to brings me back to my Save by the Bell days. That's right, yeah, I'm in the mid nineties. <laughs> but it, I, it also makes me think more generally about there. There are some books where there's just really distinct color palettes like i almost think about this and this is where we really need to get a, a children's book illustrator or, yeah. or color theorist on here to, to help us out with this oh, stuff color but theorist do you how many color theorists <laughs> do, 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 do you know None. so if there are any any in our audience uh you know send us a message <laughs> but it's just so um just like i feel like certain color palettes are like sometimes they're almost like um like keys in music there's like certain kind of notes all to go together uh in yeah. a key and like this feels like a very distinctive kind of color palette to me. And I'm always just curious about how that, how that works exactly. And the, because I think it adds a whole different layer to, to the book. One of the things when, when a book doesn't work for me, when especially a, a children's book doesn't work for me, part of it is when there's, it feels like there was a lot of attention to maybe the, the story and the language, but then the, the, the visual style either doesn't work generally or it does there's a mismatch like it doesn't fit with the story in the language um and which is understandably a, a probably a hard thing to do That it, it's you're kind of combining expertise in two very different domains right. so i always really appreciate it with books like this where it, there's like a real synergy um between the uh, yeah between the visual style and the the language itself
1: and there definitely is so i mean one of the things uh that I mean, I guess you realize when you're having kids in general, but especially when you read this book is how kind of, uh, goofy and, and quirky, just the idea of, of like a written alphabet actually is. And like the English one, like in particular, you know, even, so even the like just when you're trying to, exp- so your kids, they're, they're recognizing letters, like presumably, or they can yeah. like,
0: the oldest two. Yeah.
1: Right. So I mean, they can, uh, like, because there's so much white space and because the letters are so bright, like the the letters are, are characters. So it's not just right. like, you know, uh, lowercase B isn't just, you know, part of a word. It's its own person, you know, in, in this book. Yeah. So they assume this large role and, and you realize like, so even the fact like when, when you're trying to explain, you know, so many, so many of the letters rhyme, so they kind of sound like each other. And then even like the, the difference between uppercase and lowercase, like some of them are just smaller versions, you know, uh, uh, like, a, uh, like a like a like a an uppercase X is right. kind of similar to a lowercase X, just one is bigger than the other. But then a Q, like, like that's like looks like a whole really different, you know, option. creature. And 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 really, the, the lowercase Q looks like it could be the lowercase A, like the, you know. So like and and explaining those choices to kids, and like oh, I could see why you would think that, you know, that that this lowercase letter belonged to this uppercase parent. But actually, you know, like you're mistaken, and then why? I don't know why it is that they can, we ended up with like you know you how we ended up with the alphabet that we did. But have, have you ever? Have, this is a little bit of a tangent. Have you ever seen that Saturday Night Live skit where they they propose uh, shortening the alphabet into a decibet of just ten letters? <laughs> By just like removing all these trash letters like x x x y z, and like converting like element o to just one letter so it 's like honey, would you element open the door and I just to... <laughs> and and that's kind of the tongue in cheek way that that this is too, where it really makes you kind of think about these very basic components of of written language, not even syllables or words, but like the letters themselves and one of the 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 cleverest and this is where you know, we're talking about the marriage of of sort of verbal and visual, uh, uh, cleverness is after they all fall down out of the coconut tree, uh, all the, the, the little lowercase letters have injuries. And one of them is a, a black pea. which that's funny because black pea is like, that's a thing you can eat. Right. Um, and then you, it, it, when you look at the the actual letter on the page, the center of the, the loop of the P of, of the P is is blacked out is so what it has a black eye. And so there's like very, you know, and there's a snaggle tooth T and like like there's these like very kind of like subtle, easy, like nothing's too complicated. I, I guess I mean, the most complicated thing is um one of the one of the letters has like a band-aid on, I think, but that's like the most complicated like addition.
0: Right.
1: Usually like, you know, maybe the, you know, one of the the uh uh it'll say you know, in is stooped. And so it'll be a little bit, you know, crooked or, or something like that. So there's, there's not too much adjustment, you know, to it, but, but there's a lot of subtle sort of strokes.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and I like that the, the, the idea of anthropomorphizing the characters, um, it makes me think of, I remember I reading this article a while ago about some, some person was making a claim that, um, a, a, an unusually high percentage of, Famous uh, accomplished mathematicians had some form of synesthesia are you, are you familiar with synesthesia yeah. yeah so so they would say things like, yeah like I see different numbers in very distinctive sort of colors right or, or sort of shapes, and that they attribute some of their um, proficiency in, in math or whatever to to this uh, distinctiveness but it, it it makes me think of this too that it, it, it's interesting that the alphabet is such a formalized thing and we we treat it very formally and and there's a lot of structure and you got to memorize stuff and but it's a really weird bonkers thing like it's it's totally unplanned like the alphabet is it's very organic natural thing so it it, i I like that this book sort of encourages um sort of reappraising the alphabet as a much more um wild thing been well, yeah States. well i mean
1: so so the back of the the back of my book at least which is a a board book is the alphabet um just in its sort of traditional form you know uppercase a lowercase a uppercase b lowercase b all the way to z right um and that when sometimes when i get to that i, I kind of feel like i heave a sigh of relief like oh <laughs> like order has been restored, right? But kind of think works, about yeah. this from my my kids' perspective, and you know, if if you don't, you know, if you if you're unfamiliar with the alphabet, or if you haven't, if you haven't mastered reading or literacy, it does seem like a wild, I don't know, like jungle or islandscape or something. And there's just these heaps of letters everywhere, and they look different. How do you sort out what's what and how do you, I mean, we don't need to make this like about like signifiers and like <laughs> signs and stuff like that, but it is like, it's, it is like a kind of like a, a, a crazy, like lawless, like lawless seeming world. And what we, like we kind of belabor the, the, the point of how sometimes really fun children's books kind of level the playing field between adults and children. And um,
0: this, th- this feels like that to a certain extent. Yeah. But you could also appreciate how for at least for a certain type of kid, this would uh make you really anxious. Like you, you figured out this right. way to like memorize that okay, I got the order down, I know which lowercase right. goes with, and then it's like madness now. It's like that's chaos. right. Yeah,
1: all like all you know, all these uh letters are literally bent out of shape. So <laughs> Right. Do you uh one of the things that, that I like about this is that uh even though It 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 seems like it'd be a tongue twister, and and it is kind of wild and crazy. Um, The uh, like you can really you can really go through it pretty fast.
0: You can, but it it took me a while to figure. uh, I don't know to kind of get in the groove with it. Um, It's it's not as straightforward, or at least for me, it didn't come as naturally as as some of those other like really kind of momentum driving. Oh, that's yeah.
1: interesting. I feel like this one, like maybe it's just because I forgotten my first foray and like, like a <laughs> boom, boom. And, and like being, cause I, I will say we, 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 we put it in, in the guest suite, but it is a fun thing to hear other people perform much like yeah. going on a bear hunt. But maybe I've just read it so many times that, you know, it, 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 it seems like I've, I've kind of like, it's, it's like a well-worn passage. So I know, I, I right. know not to trip up, but, but, but it, it's one of those things where it seems like I feel like, like, wow, like he can really like, he can really nail all these turns. Like, no, I've, I've just read this book, like, you know, 300 times. So,
0: <laughs> so. Right. And it, well, and it, it's, um, it, I think it is really well done. Like it's sort of the, um, yeah, the craft of it is clearly is very deliberate about this. Um, but it, I, I guess maybe with with some of those more kind of rhymey um, children's books, I, I guess you're I'm used to more simplistic sort of schemes. And this one's definitely a little bit more, um, or at least to me, it felt it, it's it's a it's just not quite as intuitive or what I was expecting. Maybe, but, but once you get into it, it, you you're right. You can definitely uh, it's one of those books that, that becomes fun to just kind of roll through.
1: Um, so where do your kids, so I think where do your kid? how does this,
0: where where do your kids sit with this? Is this in in terms of like the, the ages and like the appeal of it? Yeah. I feel like we're in no man's land with this one when maybe two, two year and a half ago when we first encountered this, my, um, my kids were more into it. So that would have been when they were like, you know, three and one and a half or something like that. Um, but now those two are five and a half and three and a half. And then we have like a one-year-old. And so it, it's, it's, yeah, they're that is, not into it anymore, but it's a little much, the, the one-year-old isn't into it as much either. So I feel like we're, we're kind of in purgatory with this book. It's yeah, it's and that's true, why, I
1: think also sometimes, I think for us, what happened is this became enough of like a, a, a regular book yeah. that Chicka Chicka Boom Boom is just kind of like a, almost like a nursery rhyme. That, yeah. Are there things like that in your house where it's like, it's, um, I don't even know how, how you would describe it. Like it's one of those things that just passes into sort of like oral circulation, like where it's mm-hmm. like, like you enjoy it just because it's like a familiar, you know, almost like uh like lullaby or something like, not, not a lullaby because you're not necessarily like singing somebody to sleep, but, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like where it's, it, it's, it's, it's almost like the, the fami- familiarity, even even if it's like, this isn't an interesting concept to like an older kid, it's like a reassuring
0: like talisman or,
1: or or something like that. Yeah.
0: It just becomes like part of your family uh, right. culture and sort of traditions. And um, yeah, we have, we have a lot of books like that that I feel like are, um, you know, or like, like bear hunt. Like we, we just love bear hunt, even though it's, 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 you know, especially for my five-year-old, like it's, it's, you could make the case that it's uh, below her, like interest. She's definitely moved on to more sophisticated books, but because that's just one we read, we've always read a ton she still always likes reading it cuz it's just fun and it's been part of it but if we had never read it and i tried to introduce it to her now i i mean she might be super into it but i wouldn't be surprised if she was like yeah yeah I'm not, I don't okay
1: know. Well, he, well here's a question i have for you so sometimes we talk about uh like books that are complex and then you kids can sort of age into them like the little prince or the wind of the willows or or, or books like that where you can grasp you know you can get kind of a basic idea of what's going on when you hear them when you're really young but then you can read them you know your whole life even as an adult without children in the audience and learn more things and sort of like grow with the book but i there's also some books maybe that uh like it's not the opposite but you can you can sort of like return to it like yeah. and enjoy like the, the simple pleasure so we have this like l- little uh, like section of, of of children's books in our house. Maybe because we do this podcast, we've kind of gathered everything together. And sometimes we'll have older kids uh, that that come and visit. And I've noticed that you know sometimes, and, and I do this myself as as like an adult that visits other people's houses. Sometimes I feel like I pick out things that are whatever my lexile reading level is, <laughs> like seemingly below it. But then I really enjoy, yeah like kind of revisiting it. And it's, it's almost like, um, I don't know, like, like a relaxing pleasure. I, are you familiar with that sensation at all or like what what it is to like almost deliberately read down, but not in a, in a way that like dumbs you down, but just in a way of like operating at a, a simpler level.
0: Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, like, again, I think Bear Hunt and um, The Very Hungry Caterpillar are like, like, I will choose these books sometimes um, when we have like, we have reading time at night and the girls each pick a book and before they go to pick their next books, I will say, no, 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 wait, I'm I'm going to choose a book. And (laughs) yeah, and oftentimes it's these books that are below all of our collective reading levels. Um, But I just, I like it I find it um enjoyable to kind of go back into a very hungry caterpillar (laughs) yeah I don't know what it's like Uh, maybe it's a little bit nostalgia as part of it um but I think some of these books are just so I mean they're really like any kind of good work of art they're just enjoyable kind of for their own sake um and even if you're in a different stage of life like when you return to it it's just kind of like oh yeah like yeah I like this yeah,
1: well, I just hope that I, I never reach a, a stage of life where I, I think I'm uh, above the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs>
0: so. I don't think I, I feel like if anything, my my um, reading level is just declining. Like I'm I'm going, <laughs> going down. I peaked, um, so I, I, I expect to spend a lot more time with these types of books.
1: <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, check out our other content at one thousand and one goodnightscom and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.